Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled Developing Leaders. So when we think about leaders, we should think about having an identity in Christ. And being that this podcast is Purpose Driven in Christ, everything stems right back to our identity and foundation in Jesus Christ. And so leadership should be based on who we are as as a follower, because that helps filter out all of our decisions pertaining to leadership, how we decide to lead, why we decide to lead. All of that is filtered through having a relationship with Jesus. And because it's filtered by having a relationship with Jesus, it's a different type of servanthood connected to it you know when you're leading as a follower of Christ you're not needing the spotlight that's one thing you're understanding that you don't need to do everything in the context of being the leader all the time so this means that you might give others the opportunity to lead even when you have the ability to do it on a regular basis. Now, this might be a little challenging for those who are gifted in leadership. Um, And this is why I always reference humility in most of the podcasts, because it's so important. Developing leaders takes, it, it takes humility because it allows you to step back and allow the gifts of others to be used so we have to get to the point of thinking okay and I'm I'm referring to anyone who is operating in a leadership role this doesn't mean you're you know you're standing on a a stage or you're giving presentations or you're leading a project this means anyone you know you can be a leader as a parent you can be a leader um, at your job uh, at your church so many different areas So I just want us to really take that veil off that makes us think that a leader looks a certain kind of way. A leader is someone who's very influential and this is in various aspects. So I just want us to really have an idea of what this is referencing as we listen to the rest of this this message. Um, So if you're leading like a small group or an organization or, some sort of task, Um, you really want to make sure that you're allowing that opportunity for you to even assess skills in others and to see how you can develop those skills. And if if you don't really see skills in an individual, but you see humility, you see servanthood, those are beautiful qualities to move forward in leadership skills Um, and also like devotion and commitment and you see those qualities these these qualities help an individual to excel in leadership so this is not about someone just having a personality that seems like oh you're a great leader because you you're you're outgoing and you know you could just talk to anyone that doesn't necessarily mean the person's a great leader you know, you, you, you want to look at qualities like humility. Um, is this person teachable? 
Are they committed? Are they dedicated to what they do? Do they show up consistently? Um, You know, so the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you because the goal is to, you know, as the body of Christ, iron sharpens iron. So we should be helping others to develop in their, their skills, whether it's leadership or whatever the case is. So the goal is to think about ways that we can also help leaders to be developed. Now, as we're asking the Holy Spirit to help us to help support others, we also want to be at a place of, you know, being reminded that leadership involves being, because, you know, I had a previous message regarding listening. So we also have to listen and not always be the one to have a response because sometimes people might indicate that they don't feel comfortable leading and we don't want anyone to feel pressured to lead. Even if we see skills in them, we wanna make sure that we're not pressuring someone to lead in a capacity that they don't feel ready to lead in. And as I mentioned earlier, um, leaders can be anyone. As parents, you're automatic leaders because you have a, you know, there's an influence there, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Um, children, most of the time, look up to their parents, most of the time. So whether or not you're intentionally influencing them for the good or you're unintentionally influencing them for the negative, you are a leader in their life and that impacts them. So leadership starts at home. They see leaders as their parents. And as parents, you can also develop children into leaders. Even if they seem introverted or passive, you can give them responsibility and activities where they can see that they're capable of doing those types of things. And they see that those skills are developing So that means you don't have to do every single thing for the child, but you can give them responsibilities and let them see how successful they were. And always point it back to Jesus that you were able to do that with the help of Jesus. That way the child's starting to understand their identity is not in the task that they they completed successfully, but their identity is still in, in Jesus and it's not based on you know, um, what they do or what their parent says to them. But now they're, they feel confident and secure because they know that they did, did something well for Jesus doing it unto the Lord. So you start that at a young age and it, we, you know, when you started at a young age, they realize that their strength is coming from him, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Now, as, as I mentioned, leadership involves influence. So that means, unfortunately, you, you know, anyone who is negatively influencing in a platform, whether this is a job or, um, you know, a political figure or e- even individuals who have um, Instagram or social media and they have a lot of people who are looking up to what they post and what they say and 
and they can influence a person to the the negative direction or the positive direction. And you have to be very cautious with that, especially those who have um, that level of influence that you're not leading someone based on your weakness, based on your emotional um, concern for that day. You want to make sure you're filtering whatever you're doing with the Holy Spirit so you're not leading all of your followers astray. And even though it's not your responsibility for them to follow you, but when you take a leadership role, you're automatically an influencer. So an influencer has the impact of changing the way a person thinks about things. And so we always want to make sure everything's being filtered by the word of God and we're doing everything with love, not causing distractions, not causing someone to be revved up in their emotions or flesh, but for a person to always understand how Jesus would respond in love. That is influential in a positive direction. And that's how we want to make sure as a leader that we're doing things, that we're not revving up people in the flesh, but we're allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and to direct individuals, not to look up at at the leader as their idol, because a leader should never make themselves an idol. The leader should always point back to Jesus. And this is why I'm focusing on, you know, leadership as a Christian, because it's not about the person. We never want to idolize a person. I know it can be very challenging if you're idolizing your pastor or your political figure or who, whatever the case is. Some people, it's not enough to them to just love Jesus as their main idol. They have to bring in another entity to worship. And God does not like that. So we always have to make sure that we are not idolizing leaders, but we look at them as ones who can influence on a positive level. If you're not getting positive influence, you have to ask yourself, why are you still listening and downloading that negativity into your heart when it's not influencing you in the right direction? Now with leaders, you know, with leadership, especially as a follower of Christ, the goal is to reduplicate, to multiply. So that means you should always be thinking about who can I develop and train to become a leader or a follower, you know, especially if it's, you know, a Christian who has not been discipled and everyone is not, um, going to necessarily feel like they can lead. But if we take it from the context, if we remove the whole vision of a leader being someone on a platform to one who is a servant and one who is influential, then we no longer make it this big thing that's unattainable. We realize that leadership starts with being a servant. So let me go ahead and read this. This is Luke 22, 24 through 27. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them, in this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important? the one who sits at the table or the one who serves. The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. 
for I am among you as one who serves. So Jesus made it very clear that he's a servant. And even though he could just lord it over people that I'm the Messiah, I'm the one, even though he could be that, he makes it very clear that I am a servant. And if we're following Jesus, we're following servanthood. This is why it's so important to have an identity in Christ, because if we're not identified by Christ, we are getting our security, our identity from other people, from other forms of leadership, from whatever it is to identify us. And a lot of times people get their identity from leadership roles. And if that's not there, they feel like a nobody. Why? Because they never identified themselves with Christ, solely Christ, not Christ and 10 different things, but Christ as your foundation, because he is the one who gives you security. He should be the rock. He's the one who should give you the validation and comfort to know that whether or not you're a leader, you are still somebody in Christ. And until we know that, we will constantly seek leadership roles to feel like somebody. And if we don't know that we're somebody in Christ, it can cause a very dysfunctional type of living, especially when you're in relationships, when you're in jobs, it would make it where your focus is always being on the top, getting a leadership position and not understanding as a leader, you should be a servant. As a leader, you should be a servant. And I, and when I think about, I never, you know, I never really thought of myself as being a leader. You know, I was, you know, introverted most, most of my life. And I still am a little introverted, but I never really, I was never the one who would volunteer to lead uh, a group or, you know, whatever the case is. I was the one that would just join whatever group was formed and whoever was a leader, that was great. But I was never the one volunteering to be a leader. But see what God will do, he will bring people in your life to pull stuff out and to give you opportunities to lead. And that is what happened in one of the churches I attended where the, um, the leadership there pulled it out of me and gave me opportunities to lead. And it wasn't something that I naturally felt comfortable doing, but then I realized this was not in my strength, that I was doing this unto the Lord. And it wasn't about so much of the leadership, but it was more of servanthood. I was a servant. I was, I didn't look at it as a leader, but I was servant in a leadership capacity until we understand what that looks like we will put so much focus on getting in leadership roles to to define us and i never felt defined by that what it did was that it stretched me and it helped me to see that leadership is not this thing that's so unattainable it's influence it's servanthood it's it's something that God can give you a revelation to do for his glory. And from that, it prompted me to do other things that involved leadership, but it was from his leading. It wasn't like that was the first thing I was thinking to do was to lead, you know, different things. But when he gives you vision, it actually activates leading. And so when we have a vision 
It allows God to cultivate it through impacting others. And that's back to the influence. When you're leading, it should influence others for the good, not for the negative, for the good. And so leadership, uh, potential leaders, they need opportunities to lead. If you have, if you're in organizations and you have opportunities to let other people lead, ask the Holy Spirit, how can I let these individuals lead um, even while you're there? It doesn't have to be while you're absent. Let them, you know, lead and do the same task that you're doing. And I believe that this allows you to coach. This will allow you to coach them as they're leading. Um, If we're in a state of pride, we would want to lead everything because we know we're able to do it. And we just want the glory coming to ourselves. And that is, that is the work of the flesh. A leader would be okay with taking the back seat and not leading, even though the leader can lead in that particular situation. It takes a lot of humility to do that. You have to be at a place of realizing it's not all about you. It's about God being glorified. And for, and for women who are leaders and you, you find yourself wanting to lead a lot and then you want to, if you want to get married, you desire to get married and you have this gift of leading, you have to realize that, you know, you want to be very cautious with that, that leadership gift or your desire to do that because when that is not controlled by the Holy Spirit, you can be out of order in your marriage, especially if you married a passive individual who struggles with leadership. And I think a lot of times those combinations happen where you find a passive person marrying a a person who is very uh, driven or they lead, they just love it. And so the passive person loves that because they don't have to lead anything, but that's not the order of what God has called a man to do in a marriage. And so if you struggle with leading and you, it's very comfortable being passive, then you need to ask the Holy Spirit to give you boldness. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and determination to lead so that your wife is not leading by default because there's no leadership happening. So this is very important, especially if you're if you have a desire to be married, that you are asking God to give you those skills of leadership before marriage so that you can lead with confidence, with gentleness, with going to God and asking him to direct your path. And not just your path, but the path that God has for your family. So this is not something I think a lot of times people might think, oh, well, I've just been in the, you know, I've, I've just been low key most of my life. So I don't need to, you know, lead or whatever. But when you're like that, you're, you, you can, you can sort of set yourself up subconsciously to not lead properly in your family. And it becomes a little dysfunctional. So it's, it's important to understand where your weaknesses are. You know, if you know you're passive, allow the Holy Spirit to help you. And if you're currently married and you know that this is um, happening often, or for some marriages, people are okay with that setup. They're okay with 
the woman leading and the man not, but that's not the order of what God has. And so if you, if people are going to determine um, if certain things within their marriage would be led by a certain individual, I mean, if that's a, something that you all have discussed, and that's one thing, but if you're just doing it because it's easier or you don't want to lead, you have to ask yourself, where's that root coming from? Where, where is that root coming from? So humility is necessary to acknowledge where we are regarding leadership, especially if God has called you. If he's called you to do something, humility is needed to know that you need him to help you in this area, to know that you have to acknowledge where you are so that he can help you. And humility allows allows us to have a servant's heart. In order to serve, we have to humble ourselves. That we're not doing it unto ourselves, we're doing it unto the Lord. And we think about others. Part of developing leaders is thinking about others, thinking about how they can be an impact. As you develop leaders and they go out to be an impact to other places, this is re- this is um, being like a, a domino effect type of reproducer where you're doing it unto the Lord and you're helping others to be an impact on the same level. So, so Philippians 2, 3 through 7, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which also, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming in the likeness of men. So, This scripture right here lets us know that we should not do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit. A person can easily want to be a leader for selfish reasons and conceit. And so you really have to search your heart. Why do you want to lead? Do you want to lead to be a servant or do you want to lead because you want identity in that? Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in everything that you do regarding developing leaders and becoming a leader. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for just giving us an opportunity to serve others and give the glory back to you. Help us to serve with love, serve unto you, Lord. If any of us is struggling with boldness or leadership, Lord, I ask that you help us with that. Help us to develop others into leadership. And if we are in a position where we need to lead, Lord, Give us the boldness, Lord. Help us to consistently go to you for that development, Lord. Give us opportunities to develop in those areas, Lord. And help us to not focus on ourselves when it comes to that, but really think about you. Really consider others better than ourselves, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you and to build the body of Christ. We give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you all be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God.